we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't so know. Don't, don't ever bring you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. We are here doing part two of our Housewives History Special Edition Vanderpump Rules Season 2. So if you have not listened to part one yet, stop what you're doing, go back, find part one, listen to it, come back here, or if you just like to be spoiled and want to skip ahead, feel free to listen. It's totally fine. But I'm here with my co-host, Kevin O'Keefe. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm ready to party with uh, Latoya Jackson. Latoya Jackson. I'm. Oh my god. And I, I'm going to say something about that later. But that whole scene with Jax, like thinking Latoya Jackson was at this dinner that we are going to go deep, deep on. Time. Yes, to is to humorous. Reiterate from part one: if you have not watched "Rich People Annoy Me" episode 209 of Vanderpump Rules in a while, maybe pause this for a moment, rewatch the episode on Hulu. Even if you've watched it recently, it's an excellent episode. I would say I'd put it up there with "Dinner Party from Hell" from Beverly Hills, iconic. The four-part reunion from Atlanta, Atlanta season nine. Um, the Scary Island trip from New York, New York. Um, the, he gets his dick sucked at the roundup episode of Dallas season two. Um, yeah, I think, I think if I were sort of establishing a Bravo canon, like the most important episodes of Bravo shows, the uh, season one finale of Jersey, like a capsule collection. Yes. Like, yeah. Like a, the criterion collection yes, for, for Bravo. Bravo. This episode would absolutely be in there because I think it's so important for understanding not just Vanderpump rules, but also real housewives of Beverly Hills. It is the only I would call true crossover episode in that it's not just characters from one interacting with the other, like uh, a mid a mid episode transition between one and the other. It is just a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills episode set in the middle of a Vanderpump Rules episode, and both of them are like dealing with like heavy shit. Yes, it's amazing. It takes us back to the days of That's So Sweet Life with Hannah Montana. Yeah, we would, we would wait months for those crossover events. This is this is has that same feeling where it's not. Oh, Hannah Montana just showed up on Zach and Cody. No, she's staying at the hotel and Raven is there too. Like it shit gets real. That is exactly what it is. But like Bravo, which is so crossover gun shy in a lot of ways. Like we occasionally get like a Bethany appearance on Beverly Hills yeah. or so, or Brandy and Yolanda showing up that one time on New York. But like really the, the housewife cities do not intermix that much. Even when they do, like there were several of the women from real housewives of Potomac in uh, at Sheree's Chateau Sheree opening party in season nine of Real Housewives of Atlanta, and the show just didn't even mention that they were there. It was so bizarre to me. Um, it, I don't know why Bravo is so hesitant, and it makes this episode all the more rare and wonderful because mm-hmm. it is something we don't get elsewhere. We and we don't really see it too much now. I mean, we do have like the Summer House Vanderpump Rules episodes and stuff but like those that, are just but then spinoff introductions. It's it's kind of whatever yeah um but if you guys want to get caught up with everything that happened in part one basically we went over everything leading up to the reveal that is going to be the crux of the entire rest of the season which is did Kristen sleep with Jax right so episode 209 starts actually pretty unconventionally for this show um instead of like starting one of their apartments or or in the middle of a different scene we see a select crew gathering at 
pump. And this or, is, or no, not pump. Pump's not around. Sir. This is sir. This I is always, the A-team. I don't know why I always get pump and sir fucked up. Well, I mean, they're kind of interchangeable now because they're literally like right Feet next to each other. Each other yeah. But like, I mean, if you're saying I'm going to pump, like I'm assuming you're at one of the two. Right. That's right. So yeah. So he, she gets Jax, Tom, Ariana, and Stassi, correct? That's and the, Katie, I believe. And Katie, that's right. Um, Sheena is purposely left out because this is a big event. It is a dinner with her friends, quote unquote, <laughs> which I love that she refers to them as her friends. I'm like, you hate half of these yeah, people. Yeah, half these people you're like in a, in a feud with. Like, yes, let's be real. Exactly. Um, but that's the thing about uh, housewives. We can't call them housewives. We have to call them. They're all friends. They're all friends. It's a friend group. Um, the women I'm friends with. I think she says it a couple different times this season. I'm having a dinner with the women I'm friends with. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's like the A team is basically yes. what she assembles. Um, <laughs> Katie says, "Is it just a dinner?" His <laughs> <laughs> response is, "No, it's a sleepover." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, come on, Katie. Like, what do you think is gonna happen? Like, it's a dinner and a show. Like, some. Well, I mean, they did have Guillermo's birthday. That was like a, a burlesque. So yeah, that maybe wasn't as dumb a question. Maybe as, it wasn't yeah. as stupid as we all thought. But LVP clearly thought it was dumb. Yep. But yeah, so this comes at sort of like a crucial time for the show. There's a whole lot of different plots that are like, I would say in stasis at this moment, but like one spark could set all of them off. Really exactly. Quickly. It's like once something is revealed or something is answered from any of these different storylines going on, it's going to ignite a fire that makes them all blow up on themselves, which it eventually does. Right. So... Flash forward to this to this dinner, which takes up the bulk of the episode. There's oh, only a, yeah. There's only a couple things that aren't related to this, which is very much like Dinner Party from Hell. And Dinner Party from Hell has about ten minutes of anything that's not Dinner Party from Hell. And the rest of the episode is just focused on the dinner, right? So um, at the bar, uh, so they're all outside in the patio area. Yeah, um, the at, new garden, right? Or yes. no? Yeah, yeah. No, at that point, it's still fairly new. Um, Sandoval brings up with Jax that he believes uh, Jax, he heard that Jax has been talking shit about him and Ariana, basically that they were together at Coachella or something like that. Hooking up behind the porta potty at Coachella. Oh God. Yeah. Gross. Um, which of course Jax did really say. Yes, he did. He told Katie and Stassi. Right. But of course he denies it because he's Jax. I never said that. Yeah. I, that, that never came out of my mouth. Yep. Oh, is this also coming from Katie who also said I'm having sex with Kristen as well, which we know is true. Right. <laughs> like we come to find out at the end of the season, that is a true statement. So he's literally doubling down on both of these lies by like it's, saying, it's amazing to try and excuse a lie by telling another lie. He's this, he's this psychotic. Like he really thinks like this kind of stuff works. Yeah. But he's, he has good technique, right? He says like, Oh, they're lying. Cause they're angry with me. Like they're, he's good at sort of coming up with these. It's, it's really evil. He, he's good at coming up with like deference tactics. He's, He's a brilliant villain. Like, he is a mastermind. Like, you can't be... He's smart at lying. Like, you know, like, he's a dumb person, 100%. Right. But he's good at lying. Like, that is his real talent. Right. Sandoval also offers a defense of his and Kristen's relationship that is, you noted, is really dark. <laughs> it's deeply dark. Do you want to read it? I mean, me and Kristen are doing great. Like, everything's great. And, like, me and Kristen are great. <laughs> I, like, I remember watching this the first time... And I just like put my head in my hands. I was just like, no, no, no. Like this is the thing about Sandoval and Kristen is they are so deeply toxic throughout the entire season. It's, it's hard to watch because it's like, they're not really in a relationship. Like they're just kind of like together. 
they're glorified roommates. They're yeah, you're my no. As Kristen puts it at the end of the episode, at the end of the season, I was your mother. I was your maid. I was your best friend. You weren't my mother. <laughs> oh God. Um, but yeah, not going great. Um, so Kristen, Katie, and Stassi are primary, or, or Katie and Stassi are primarily tasked with the actual service at yes. this thing. Um, Kristen is not invited to the A team. But in advance of the dinner, has t- been talking about how she checked Tom's call logs while he was sleeping on his phone, and says that he called Ariana, she didn't pick up. And then he called him back an half. Uh, she called back half an hour later. They were on the phone for fifteen minutes. She like ambushes him with the call log. She he like is showing her a video, and she's like, "Oh my god, can I see that?" Takes the phone, and then she goes to the call log. It's like, "Why did you call Ariana for fifteen minutes?" The fact that his response to that is not immediately to go. Why the fuck are you looking at my calls? <laughs> just shows how deeply fucked up that relationship was. No, he, this is normal to him. Yes. He's just like, are, is there alcohol in that? And she's like, obviously. Like, he's yeah. like, I know you're drunk. I know you're like on a tirade. Obviously, he knows that she's checking the call logs. It was so funny. <laughs> is there anything, any alcohol in that? Obviously. obviously. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, at this point, Stacy and Kata, um, Stacy and Katie have gotten to the point where they're sort of trying to um, discourage this behavior. So like they bring up like, if the call's there, you'll be pissed. If the call's not there, you'll be pissed. You'll be pissed. <laughs> um, but that doesn't stop Kristen. Cause she's on a warpath. I mean, yeah. So she, she, she proves why she should not be at this dinner to say the least. Exactly. Lisa is totally validated in her reason not to have Kristen anywhere near Ariana or Tom or her quote unquote friends. So, I mean, after this little interaction, they're obviously all kind of getting ready for the dinner. I mean, you have Sheena recording one of the most iconic songs. Okay, so this is the thing. This is equivalent to Luann working on Money Can't Buy You class during Scary Island. I had forgotten that during this incredible episode, the only other plot of the entire episode is Sheena recording Good as Gold. Which is probably become one of the most like i think popular songs out of the entire bravo verse well a it's a bop it's so good it is a hot ass bop b it was sort of infamously covered this year by a school choir which is i okay a show choir that is incredible it's so good i i love that like our world now is going full glee like it is, this is this. If Glee was on today, they would totally have done a Bravo episode. Well, yeah, and it would have done Money Can't Buy You Class, Don't par- Tardy for the Party, uh, Good, good as, as Gold, good as gold uh, and like one of the Erica Jane songs, probably expensive. Oh, yeah, of course. And yeah. you know, uh, you know, expensive would have been Quinn Fabray, and she would have mm-hmm. come out. Just, it's expensive to, to be, be met. Uh, oh, I'm already like Ryan Murphy. If you need a Glee special episode, Bravo themed, Kevin yep. and I are ready. Yep. Just sign the check and we're there. But uh, but uh, Good As Gold would have been the finale song. It would have been all of them singing together. This arrangement that was done by the show choir. Yep. Uh, Money Can't Buy You Class would have probably been remixed by like Puck or something on like guitar. <laughs> it would have absolutely been like that white boy acoustic moment. Um, and t- Don't Be Tardy for the Party would have been Britney and Santana. Oh, that would have been so good. Or worse, Curtain Blade. <laughs> <laughs> don't Be Tardy for the <laughs> Me like, ugh, I loved that show. I miss it so much. You know, there's a new account on Twitter that's like, um, Glee, uh, Glee, what if Glee were doing songs still today? And it's just different 
generations of what songs would be if Glee didn't have now. So it's like, um, oh, I can't remember. It was like, oh my God, you guys from uh, uh, Legally Blonde Legal musical, uh, Glee class recording. It was stuff like that. And it, it like is both the most beautiful and darkest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I need to find this account because that I'll send is. send it to you. It's really good. That's amazing. Yep. Um, but back to Sheena recording Good as Gold. She reveals that like her escape is music. Like this is who she really is. But she doesn't want to be a pop star. She don't want to be. She, she's not gonna. She's not gonna go around trying to be a pop star. But if she can go to a couple gay clubs or or straight clubs or whatever, <laughs> perform her songs. Why not? No, she says if I could just perform at a couple gay clubs or regular clubs, it'd be fine. Mm. Like literally, she's regular like, clubs. You're right. <laughs> yep. It's like come on, Sheena. Yep. But okay, so right before the actual dinner itself, because all of this has been all of this has been prelude pre dinner. Um, right before the dinner itself, we get. What I completely forgot about and what I scream about constantly. The tarot card the reading. The tarot card reading! Katie does a full-on tarot card reading for Kristen and Stassi. And it is dramatic as fuck. It is so good. Um, Basically, she's reading Kristen. And Kristen keeps interrupting Katie, like... Throughout this entire thing, she's like, I just, you know, I have to say, I think of this thing about Tom and Katie keeps going to be like, focus on the cards, focus on the purpose. Like you yep. need to like do this. Yep. But basically this is a reading on Kristen and where she is in her life and her relationship. Well, Cause at this point we've gotten some new information from Stasi via Sheena, my song's big in the gay community, Marie. Um, <laughs> my songs and at regular clubs too. <laughs> um, so apparently Stasi asked a question about like, do you know anything about this? hookup between Ariana and Kristen and uh, Sheena did that classic movie trope of the the villain having more information information than they should and then that's the giveaway she's like well I don't know what happened in Vegas three years ago I was like what who mentioned <laughs> Vegas what three years ago that's yep. pretty specific yep so Kristen's convinced that Tom is just never going to tell her the truth on this um, Stassi is going to try and seduce the information out of Jax. Which ends up working. Yep. Like, like Stassi knows how Jax works. Like, she knows that if she can just, like, be sexy around him, let him get his guard down, she can get any information she needs. She tried this at Bagatelle earlier in the season. Yep. It didn't work as well, but she's going to try it again when they are in Cabo. Yep. But, yeah, so Katie's, like, pulling these tarot cards. She's, like... Uh, Kristen's joy is slowly dissipating was one of the things. Oh yeah, no, she goes this is, this card is what is in front of you. This card represents pain and tears and sadness and desolation. This also is a question of deception as well. Which made me think the card was actually reading her because it was Kristen's deception not the deception of Tom. Oh. Because if you first watch this, you're like, oh my gosh, this is talking about Tom. Like all she has ahead of her is like sadness because Tom is like deceiving her with this whole Ariana thing. But watching it back, I'm like, whoa, Kristen was the one deceiving. That card was reading her. Yeah. But Katie does do the thing that I feel like anybody who reads cards, tarot or otherwise does, which is like you flip a card and it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, ah, <laughs> oh. um, your whole family is going to die tomorrow. <laughs> like the, the like it, I know it's sort of up to up to interpretation and everything, but it's sort of like, oh wow, the three of swords, three people you know are going to be stabbed by swords tomorrow. <laughs> like it's very and then like a <sighs> 
you have to have the reading. See, I go, I go to a psychic. Like I'm all up in this. I have angel cards myself because tarot cards have like the card of death. So I have angel cards that like my boss gave me instead so that I can like do tarot reading. I need to practice, but maybe one day I could do a reading for you. We should honestly do a reading on this podcast and, and I, and you just do the, <sighs> Kevin, <laughs> you're going to get in a car accident <laughs> when you leave here. Um, Don't put that in the universe. <laughs> no, wipe it away. Do we have any sage? Thank you. Yeah, some wood. That's that's plastic. Also, throw some salt over my yeah, shoulder. Yeah, right. Gosh. Um, anyway, so we're back at Sir now. We're here for the dinner. Yes. Final. The the big thing is coming. Um, Kristen is a mess. She can't even go to work. She's like crying. She's, She's like such a disaster. Let me have ten minutes, Peter, before I give this excellent service. And Peter's like, no. <laughs> He's like, I need you to get on the floor. Yeah. Um. She goes to take a break. Starts crying. Um, then he, she like tries to tell him about what's going on and he just doesn't care. Like, <laughs> I feel so bad for Peter cause he literally puts up with so much and has to do the work of all these people who are just having meltdowns around yes, his restaurant. Cause he's the manager. That's the thing. Like he actually works there. He actually manages and like everybody's being a disaster and he's like, I, I need these plates to table six. <laughs> He's like, I need you to get water to table five. I can't have you crying. Yep. Yep. And then Peter has to like go tell Lisa who's in the garden dealing with, we'll talk about the whole thing there in a second. But he's like, I have a little bit of a situation with, <laughs> uh, with Kristen, just something I want to tell you on the floor. And Lisa's like, she needs to do her fucking job. Yeah. Lisa's like, I'm sick of it. I don't care. She needs to do her job or it's not going to work. Yep. But then we go out to the, to the, garden uh stassi and katie are the primary servers um lisa has warned them ahead of time that if there are any complicated orders they need to take all of them and of course everybody so let's uh, let's run uh, everybody has a complicated order but let's run down the attendees real fast so we have hoise and her husband who seem fine for the most part yeah and and michael i think is his name right sure (laughs) throwing it out there i'm guessing i remember he has a big penis that's the thing i remember she literally talked she's like he's very big (laughs) We love BDE on this podcast. But did he, is talking about your big dick BDE? I th- I'd say no. Someone else talking about it's BDE. Or I don't like, know, I, don't know referencing. If it's, I don't know if it's your wife who's desperately trying to get a second season of that show. Yeah, I mean, it's no like Lampanash <laughs> from Miami, but it is, I mean, it is iconic. We've got to do Miami soon enough. On I, this okay, Miami needs a whole thing because Miami's, I mean, Later in this episode, we hear about Lady Gaga talking about, she tweeted about Kristen working at Sir and how yep, the terrible like, yep. waitress she was. But Gaga also tweeted about Miami. Those were like the only two shows she tweeted about. Which is, an inc- just imagine being Lady Gaga and being like, you know what two shows I love? <laughs> Fan of her rules. Real Housewives of Miami. Taste. That's yep. all I have to say. Well, that's how I feel about Rihanna now because Rihanna apparently watches Vanderpump Rules, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, uh, I want to say Bachelorette. And Drag Race. And I'm like, that's, that is taste. Rihanna that knows is- what's up. Her finger's always on what's hot. Literally, someone's like, Rihanna, have you watched um, Bosch on Amazon Prime? And she's like, no, but you know what? I watched all of season three of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills yesterday. That's an underrated season. <laughs> she? <laughs> she, should, she really should have a podcast just for that. Charlize Theron, young adult, also loves Vanderpump Rules. Well, that's always what wilds me out when people come on Watch Happens Live. Watch what Happens Live. And I know it's no longer a novelty and it's just kind of expected. Mm-hmm. But like all these people who have this deep cultural knowledge. I mean, I think that's sort of where Bitch Sesh uh, yeah. uh, uh, 
sister podcast to us in a lot of ways in all the ways we talk about Bravo, but like they like Casey Wilson had a whole career and then like, still has a still whole, career. whole career. Obviously. Do not say had a career. No, I'm saying had a career for my queen Casey Rose Wilson. Had a career before she became a Bravo fanatic. She still yeah. obviously acts and everything, but it's just so funny to me because when I think about Casey Wilson, other than her saying, where's your wife, Nick, in Gone Girl, the next thing I think about is not SNL, it's not any of those, it's not Happy Endings, it's Bitch, bitch sash. sash. Yeah. See, mine first is Bitch Sash, second is Happy Endings, third is Gone Girl. SNL. Gone Girl, I mean, it's an iconic scene, like, I mean, she's like... Why do you not think about Gone Girl at all times? Because when I think of Gone Girl, I think of myself. I have I have PTSD oh, from Gone Girl. That's dark. I have, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of to unpack there. That's dark. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> We're like watching. I can't get too deep into that. I that was too dark for me. So we're watching through the server's eyes this scene from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills play out, and the main drama in that episode was that Brandy and Joyce got in a fight at. I don't know why I say Joyce. I need to refer Hoise. to her by her common name, Hoise. Um, Brandy and Ho- Brandy and Jacqueline um, <laughs> get in a fight at this dinner. Um, and it's like not, it sort of goes zero to 60 very quickly because so quickly because they're sitting there very civilized. Oh wait, who else is there? So, so Brandy's there. Yolanda. Uh, Yolanda's there. Uh, Muhammad. Muhammad's there. Uh, Lisa's obviously there. With Ken. Yep. And then so a couple of people who I don't think are, they don't even, yeah. It's basically just like Hoise, Brandy. Yolanda, Lisa, and Mohammed. Yes. Like those are the people we need to know. And getting back to the orders, Yolanda's is a little complicated, but the real complicated is um because I think you, Brandy, doesn't, right? Doesn't Yolanda order something like off menu? She she like, I think I don't I get think... the warm chicken salad and it's like Lisa's like, we don't have that. <laughs> but sure, warm chicken salad. Um no, but Brandy gives the most insane order because she's like, Can I have this thing? But instead of the thing, can I just get arugula? And like, it's like build your own like meal. She literally rebuilds the whole thing on the spot. It's and, and Stassi's <laughs> pissed. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, rightfully oh, so. Yeah, that's right. It's veal with no sauce. <laughs> She's like, what's the sauce? I don't want the sauce. Yeah. Like, and then <laughs> substitute all the sides. What a weird. Anyway. So it takes two seconds after that for, for Hoise to be talking about nothing. Cause that's all Hoise really talks about is nothing. And Brandy's like, well, we have mutual friends and they don't speak highly of you. And Hoy says, we have one, one mutual friend. Like one <laughs> mutual friend. Well, no, we have two and they don't speak very highly of you. And then they just scream at each other. It takes no time. It takes zero time. And then Michael, the husband of Hoise, gets involved. Because Brandy says, you're so stupid, Hoise. And Michael says, the only one that proved so far you are stupid is you. Which... Stasi does in her confession. I tried so hard just to do the Stasi version of it. it. It's so hard to do. She does it perfect. She sounds like a Schwarzenegger. Like give her an I love woman. Stasi sitcom. Honestly, like the screwball timing, flawless. <laughs> she's so because she's also camping it up in the. A uh, little walkway in the kitchen where she's like hiding behind the door and she's like, I don't want to go out there. And then she's also like, mm, maybe I should go take pointers. Like, maybe I need to learn this for my next fight. Which Jax and Sandoval also say is they're like, we got Cabo coming up. Can you? <laughs> That's what I love about this episode so much is that they're sitting there going like, they're commenting on the fact that it's a reality show happening in front of them. Like, it's like they were watching a football game. Yeah. Like, they're like, they're, they're, they're taking lessons from it they're enjoying it uh, they're literally at one point 
nine of them are standing around and Lisa goes, go get, go yeah. get a dish. Like, go. like, why are you guys standing you there still watching? And it's like, we know why they're watching. Side note, going back a bit before they all sit down for dinner, they're all like drinking at the bar and getting drinks from Jack's. I want to talk about Jack's and Brandy. One, do you ever think they've fucked? 100%. I think so too. Yes. There's no way when she takes the glass, she's like, are these real? I have the same ones from Nordstrom. I do. I, I use them during sex being dirty librarian. And Jax is like, so into it. Jax is like, is Brandy flirting with me? It's like, yes, Brandy's flirting with you. First of all, Brandy's closer in age to Jax than she is to LVP probably. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you have to think Jax is older than Teddy Mellencamp. Yeah. Like, and Brandy was the young housewife of that. Yes. Point. Yeah. I do. They're like very close in age. Like he yep. definitely could have dated her. Yep. But yeah. So, so back to the dinner, uh, Jose is yelling that Brandy is racist for the infamous pool party incident. a little bit before where, uh, Brandy had said that since she, Jose can't swim, she's black, which is Brandy's single worst moment. I think it's bad on housewives. It's really bad. Like that's maybe one of the other reasons I do and don't want to do season four for Housewives Hester is like it's a dark brandy season. I mean, low key brandy is racist. She is. She <laughs> all she's also just a straight up bully to Hoise. But the thing is, and we've talked about this on this <laughs> podcast before, it doesn't matter because everybody hated Hoise that much. That much. It was just like, please, Brandy, come in for the kill. Remember, I can't call her it seems weird to call her Joyce. Joyce is a big fat pig. <laughs> so bad so bad but wait did i tell you that i got um a brandy glanville um cameo for my friend for her birthday oh my god she just talks about dick the whole time and having sex and her hookups then at the end she's like going in to say something else and her top falls off (gasps) and she's like oh you just saw my boob it's big and it's white and it's there um that's my gift for you happy birthday oh it is bizarre it is amazing she's like driving wait did y'all see that brandy is shooting confessionals confessionals? yes i thought she was just gonna be in the one scene but if she's shooting confessionals Uh oh i'm so excited i also saw a rumor that maybe she was intended to go on the cast trip to germany and just couldn't make it but i wonder if that was like Okay, LVP can't make it. We don't need Brandy. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, we get a lot of really good quotes. We get Saucy saying, oh, this is why I date poor people. Rich people annoy me. Giving us this episode title. Episode title, yeah. Um, we get- <laughs> This Jack's from is so good. You, you got to read it. You've got the German husband yelling at the tall one. The tall one's yelling at the Puerto Rican girl. Yolanda, which I don't know what race she is or where she's from. So it's kind of like a drunk United Nations. This is, even, this is in his confessional before he later confuses Jose for I want to say Latoya Jackson it's so crazy that he's like he's 100% convinced that Latoya Jackson is getting yelled at by Brandy at this dinner well and he defends her he defends that in the reunion by saying well Latoya's been a guest before and Lisa's like but she's that's not Latoya Jackson (laughs) like that does not look like her at all but what I find is so funny is like he mentioned that's when he mentions to Kristen that Jax or that Sandoval and Ariana are working at the bar well okay so pause on that for a second okay that's that's sort of the big my what what takes this episode from being a fun novelty to me and what makes it legitimately excellent um 
Well, so I, one more bit of dialogue I want to read before we get there is is when Stasi says someone's racist, someone's Cuban. And Katie, <laughs> they're talking to Christina. And Katie just interjects, someone's black. Apparently, I, well, no, that's what I was gonna say. Was like I find it so humorous that Kristen is more shocked that Ariana's working in the back, which is her job, than well, the Toya Jackson. They were talking about the Kristen at that moment. They were talking to Christina. Oh, right. so maybe that's why I was confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so so. The whole time, we've sort of had this timer element on the episode where, uh, and I love these kinds of things. This is, uh, we talked about this in season two of Beverly Hills when we did the Housewives history. The time limit of Taylor Armstrong and Russell showing up to the white party and needing to deal with that before then. If you introduce sort of like a constricting element, I feel like these episodes get a lot better because so often it's just sort of like we, we wander from segment to segment, but if it's like, okay, we have to prevent something from happening or we have to deal with something by a certain time, it adds this tension yes. that doesn't really exist in a lot of Bravo shows. So Peter gets the assignment from Lisa that's basically keep Kristen off the floor at all costs. Do not let Kristen know that Ariana is working with Sandoval at the bar back here. So all, and, and Stassi and Katie are aware that they can't let this know, but in what is maybe my favorite bit of reality TV buffoonery ever, instead of just not having Kristen work that night, Kristen is on the floor. So it's like Kristen is wandering around near this the whole time. Kristen moves the wrong way a little bit. She's out there. She's like, in the garden. Yes. Like it's, it's so good. So anyway, Jax comes back being an idiot and t- talks to Peter and Kristen says, dude, it's like a shit show in there. Listen, they dropped more F bombs in the last five minutes that I've heard. And it's like, Brandy and I want to say Latoya Jackson. If it's not Latoya Jackson, someone who looks like Latoya Jackson and keeps going on. Well, and and I was talking to Ariana and, and Tom back there and Kristen's eyes just switch. And she goes, what the fuck did Jax just say? Yeah. And storms off, tells Peter he, she, she needs five minutes. Peter's useless. Yeah. Peter's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then is, and then runs to Stassi and Chris and Katie and is like, are they really working in the bar back there? He's like, yes. And she starts to run back and they have to like hold her they back. They stop her. Yes. They They're like, no, 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 no. You can't go back there. Yep. Yep. Um, Stassi's terrified during this whole thing, no. by the way. Like Stassi knows how dangerous the situation is. Kristen, as, as we dub her crazy Kristen, which she basically is this entire season of season two, is one of the most dangerous, violent, terrifying creatures to ever be on reality TV. Like this is like, a demon coming, a, a descending upon like a city. Like yep. this is, I mean, by this time, Game of Thrones, if you do or don't want to be spoiled, close your ears, but this is like Daenerys th- throwing the d- dragon flames all over King's Landing and destroying the town. That but, is Kristen. But this plot is way more developed. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so this is what I always say. I once wrote a, um, I once wrote a piece about Vanderpump Rules. I think it was around, it was after season four going into season five, which unfortunately season five turned out to be kind of a lemon in some ways. But season four had been so excellent that I felt comfortable writing this. And I think my headline was literally, sorry, Game of Thrones, Vanderpump Rules is the best drama on TV. And obviously- Was this for, was this for Mike? It was for Mike, yeah. I definitely read this. And obviously it was meant to be a little incendiary and, and, and all of that. But I really do believe that Vanderpump Rules, more than most Bravo shows and most shows, most reality shows, has- Elements of classical storytelling, the way they use characters, the way they introduce different conflicts. Again, going back to this idea of introducing a rumor but never proving it to us. Like That's actually kind of against the general idea of reality television is not showing the audience something. But the way they play with perception. I mean, um, 
the affair, that show on on Showtime that Ruth Wilson got fired from in some bizarre way. Like that is about uh, like the different perspectives on an infidelity. But I actually think Vanderpump Rules does that better. Really? Yeah, because it's like you you like with this season, for example, you have the Ariana and and Tom thing and it's like you see Ariana and Tom and they're so emphatic that this is not the case and you see Kristen and she looks insane and then when you find out that actually Ariana and Tom were lying it completely re- you completely reinterpret what you saw or if you're sort of like Sandoval you say well it doesn't really matter because Kristen was being insane anyway and her behavior was unacceptable and it's like the way you can react differently to it you can have the same facts but the show doesn't instill a judgment in you exactly you get to make your own judgments and that's a lot more trusting than most reality shows are of their audience to like decide like Drag Race this season, for example, has been really hammering home, like, who are the heroes? Who are the villains? This show is like, you know, we'll we'll show you who these people are, but, like, who you want to believe in any given circumstance, that's up to you. I mean, I was talking to Armin about this, because we're doing this this actual season episode by episode on our Patreon right now for our Reality Rewind. If you want to go subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah. Um, but, like, I have a completely different view watching this now, because knowing what I know about Kristen... I used to think like, oh my God, I love Kristen. She's crazy. Like crazy Kristen is so real because she's trying to prove that her boyfriend was this. Because the entire time I believed Kristen. Right. Because I thought Tom Sandoval was like a shady guy who like slept with this girl in Vegas. Well, and I also had thought that Sandoval was shady, but I also instinctually believed Ariana. So that was my big thing was Mm -hmm. like, I, I sort of like turned when I met Ariana. I was like, Oh, she's so centered. I couldn't believe she was lying. See, and I was on the Stassi train. So I was like, whatever Stassi believes is what I believe. Yeah. But yeah, that's the way it goes. It's sort of like who you're aligned with tends to be who you believe. But the perception that you see. Right. Exactly. So it's a really, I I, I feel like the show's gotten a little dumber in in recent seasons just because it wants, it wants you to more specifically take a side but those early seasons man like two three four i think are excellent mm-hmm. in that regard um and two maybe being the best example of them all but yeah so um we have this timed element of um uh, it, armin just texted us it got dumber like game of thrones did and ain't that the truth um <laughs> so we have this timed element finally it breaks Kristen is trying to get to the backyard and Saucy and Katie wisely realized that like they need to just call Tom out as opposed to her going back. Yeah. Because the idea of Beverly Hills drama and Vanderpump Rules drama happening at the same time, because that's the thing, Beverly Hills used to air right before Vanderpump Rules. So people just watched this episode and saw the fight that they were seeing on Vanderpump Rules. Well, no, they saw the fight. That was happening oh, on yeah, Beverly Hills, in, in, yeah. In, between the Beverly Hills women. But then you find out, watching the Vanderpump Rules thing, it's like, oh no, there was this other insane conflict happening just off camera. At the same exact time. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so so there's like the promise of like, oh shit, is this going to like burst burst out? But they they managed to contain it. Um, Kristen's pissed. And Tom's like, hey baby. And it's like, no, no. No, hey, baby. No, hey, baby. Don't, hey, baby. She's like, I, I don't need this right now. Yeah. I've had a really fucking rough day. Because at this point, she's cried outside like five times. This, like, I don't, I think Peter has had to take over her tables because she has not worked a single minute at this restaurant on her shift this evening. But she is wanna, like, Do you want to read the big thing? Because I love this t- tantrum. The, you are fucked on that, Tom? Yeah. yeah. So, so, Sheena, Kristen's like, Sheena said that, uh, 
you and Ariana hooked up in Vegas, which is not what Gina said. She just alluded to something. Tom's like, I'm sorry that didn't happen. Kristen goes, you are fucked on that, Tom. You are fucked. Sheena fucking said it to Stassi. You are screwed. Sheena is not going to lie about her best friend. Walk away. Go. (laughs) Done, dude. Done. Like, Kristen is such a great character this season. She... She just like is fully in her emotion. And I think that is what makes her so entertaining to watch this season is because she does not care how she looks on camera. No. She just cares about what she feels and, and just, she's is just fully herself, which is honestly a disgusting, like raw image of herself, but it is so, so fun to watch. It's compelling as hell. So yeah. So Tom goes to Sheena and is like, what the fuck did you say? Um, Sheena comes out and clarifies that it was just if, um, Tom demands that Kristen trust him, which in the moment I read as something entirely different than afterward, because in the moment it's sort of like, yeah, Kristen is sort of willing to believe anybody but Sandoval on this. And that is shitty. Yeah. In retrospect, she was right to not trust him. He was lying. Yeah. I mean, he did. He did. We find out later, kiss Ariana. Make out. I, I feel like, I feel like they try to downplay it a few times and be like, it was one kiss. They made out. They made out in the pool, which is at the like nugget. at the Golden Nugget, all time low. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I I kind of agree with like, I mean, a make out is a make out. It was three years prior. They can, I think, a guy and a girl can be friends. But I think like Kristen is being overreactive in this situation, a hundred percent. And I think she's hyper focusing on these things because she is so paranoid and guilty in herself with her own shit that she's been doing. Yes. Because we'll get into the reunion. We find out there's so much more to this story that happened before Tom and Ariana even kissed. Which I actually think is maybe the one flaw of this season is that a lot of information kind of gets dumped on, dumped on us at the reunion. At the very, very end, yeah. And the reunion is also really weak. Um, so it's sort of like... It, 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 I, I feel like with a little bit, maybe two more episodes, we could have gotten some more fleshed out storytelling. It's unfortunate that like the final big revelation happens in the family, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, so we actually get a really nice moment here between LVP and Kristen because those don't happen a lot. No, I on mean, rules. <laughs> and I mean now, Lisa's just like ban Kristen from everything that we ever have. Right, but but um, so she tries to sort of at first console her, being like they worked behind the bar for two and a half years. I wouldn't put. Ariana here if I thought this was going to be an issue. Um, And then she makes the really good point of like Sandoval stands behind Kristen, despite Kristen's deeply deplorable behavior. Yeah. And like that does say something. And I think it does. Like, I think, I think, you know, yes, he was lying about the makeout. And I think the, the reasons why he lied that he was afraid that she would freak out, that he would, she would hurt Ariana turn out to be, very well-founded. A hundred percent valid. Yeah. Um, but I think he legitimately did really love her. And I think she was so obsessed with the truth that she forgot that like, ultimately the truth only matters to a certain point. It's about how you treat somebody at the end of the day. I mean, you, yeah. You can say that not telling her the truth was a form of bad treatment. And I would agree with you, but he did so much else for her. He's making such an effort to be there for her and be, her boyfriend. I mean, Lisa says it. She's like, yeah, you guys have an apartment. You might have the same phone bill, but you don't have any kids. You're not You're married. Not married. You yeah. have zero stakes in this relationships. Like he could leave you for Ariana in a second and like, it wouldn't matter, but he's not, which is interesting because I actually don't think that's the truth. I think, I think he could, I don't think he would. I think that was a no. toxic relationship and he wasn't really willing to, but at the time we believe that to be true. Yeah. 
Um, so Ariana tries to deal with the situation with Kristen. Um, <laughs> Kristen is so bad at talking to Ariana. Like, it's so funny to rewatch this now that they're actually friends and we've yes. seen them interacting in such a genuine way this season. Um, and it makes me all the more mad that like, we didn't really get the Ariana and Kristen redemption story. Like we got that one scene, which was, which yeah, was but we nice. haven't seen the whole like progression of it while we've been wasting so much time on like James bullshit this season. I'm like, this used to be the core of this show. Yeah. Was Ariana versus Kristen. How are we here now? Yeah. Like, I would have loved to see that so much more than freaking gross ass James and Raquel, which is why I think they need to spin James, Raquel, Lala and Billy off into the new generation or something yeah and let vanderpump rules just be the old guard because at this point you could almost like make a more mature show well they're all they're all bought houses in the same neighborhood right so it's like it's a whole different show now but james and lala and them don't fit into that no not at all and like there's jealousy and they're young and they're stupid and like right but if they were if they were on a whole different show we would have absolutely gotten the ariana and Kristen redemption story because that would have been one of the most compelling things that happened all season because the old people were kind of boring this season um, it was yeah it was it was a rough it's been a rough season it was not a great season um but yeah so uh <laughs> Kristen does not handle ariana well immediately is pissed it's like i think something happened between you and tom ariana lies and says nothing happened uh, they were just playing poker at the Golden Nugget. There was no make out in the pool. It was just poker. Uh, Sheena tries to keep interjecting, which is like, I, I, I Sheena kind of brings what happens next on herself. Yep. She has no need to be inserted in this at all. Yes, she might have like said if, and she was used as like a tool of Kristen. But like at the end of the day, if you're a tool of Kristen, get, take your blessings and get out of the way because if you're not interacting with her, you're on the safe zone. Yep. Um, okay, so let's do the dialogue between Katie and Sheena because I do really like it. Because Katie's also out here and they have like a t- detente in the middle of all of this. Yeah, because honestly, I don't think anyone despises Sheena more than Katie in yep. this moment. Like Katie, every, like her just being disgusts her. Yeah. So who do you want to be and who I'll am be I? Katie. I'll be Katie. Okay. Oh, you're perfect. Congratulations, Sheena. You live your life with so much integrity. Congratulations, Katie. You have a drinking problem. Keep your nose out of other people's business. My nose is fine right here. Thank you. Which is actually a great line. Um, What's with the demeaning? Like, why are you so fucking demeaning, bitch? It's so good. And they're literally just like snarling at each other in this scene. Like, they're like, yep, heated. But then we kind of get to the crux of it. So... Ariana says, there's nothing I'm doing that you fucking have a relationship. Not really true, but... Um, and Kristen says, but every time someone keeps bringing up something about the two of you, how am I supposed to not fucking explore it? Do you think I want, want to believe this to be true? Tom cheated on me three times before. And Ariana says, maybe that's the problem. And that is the cornerstone. Because what we're dealing with is not Kristen's quest for the truth. It's not Tom's quest to defend Ariana. It's not any of this. What it comes down to is you have two people who, in actuality, cheated on each other repeatedly constantly and we're so insecure about that and so obsessed with not being the one to end this toxic awful relationship that they just poisoned each other to the bone like and 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 that to me is what it's the darkest part of the season is is we're literally watching an an abusive relationship happen not in the way of like russell uh and taylor armstrong Armstrong abusive but it's abusive in that Almost to themselves. Like, they're abusing yes. themselves by staying in this relationship. They recognize that it's a destructive cycle. And you can tell they recognize it because they both go out of the relationship for other... They search for, out, like, you know, 
outs. They search for other people to fulfill the needs that they're not getting in the relationship with each other because they're just deciding to stay. Right. And two people who went to therapy would be able to recognize that and go, oh, we're seeking any way out except for the real way we should do this. Yeah. And I will say this. Sandoval accuses uh, Kristen of not wanting to go to therapy later on. And I think that's true. But Kristen also says she tries to get Sandoval to couples therapy a couple different times. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, they can say that as much as they want, because I mean, like, I feel like Kristen would just say the opposite of, Whatever. Whatever yeah. Sandoval said, yeah. just to like be like, well, I know that was me. I tried to make you do this. Right. Like with the whole Jackson Kristen situation where Jack was like, oh no, she she initiated and she was like, no, Jack's initiated well, it. Like Yeah. So so we should use that as a transition point because what we left out on left last time was the idea of Jackson Kristen hooking up. So this is one of the ways I think in which Kristen was seeking something outside her own relationship. But she couldn't quite admit it. So she Swears up and down. It's not true. And this leads to basically the big the big conflict of the back half of the season, which is, did these two sleep together? We have a little bit to get through beforehand. You wanted to talk about Cabo a little bit. I mean, I just love the Cabo like scene because we always get Stassi's birthday. And usually, like you said, this would be a huge, huge moment of the season. Like the Stassi's birthday is batshit insane. It's the Stassi versus Sheena storyline comes to full head. It's Stassi versus Jax. Jax isn't even invited to Cabo and he just shows up and is just constantly pissing her off and like brings, by the way, married women to her pirate ship. And then is like casually hooking up with them. Bizarre, bizarre. But like, we also see like Katie and Tom and Tom pours the drink on Katie's head and then their fight blows up and then Katie's against Stassi and Stassi. Like this was a huge like moment that just got lost in the season because everything else was so wild. Right. So, so this also leads to a major moment with Sandoval and Kristen. Yes. Because Kristen says, Oh, I'm moving out. I'm done with, I'm done with Sandoval. I'm done with all of this. Um, because she's found out that, or she she's re reaffirmed herself that this must be true about yeah. uh, Ariana and Tom. Um, so we think near the end of this trip that okay, she's finally done. She's finally broken. She's out over of, it. She's finally broken out of the cycle, and then she sleeps with Sandoval. I mean, they find them in bed together and they're like, are you kidding me? Like, well, and it's one of my favorite scenes because Stassi walks into Katie and Kristen's room and Kristen's not there. And she's like, Katie, where is he? she? And Katie's like, oh, well, Schwartz came in and wanted to cuddle. And, and then like Sandoval came in too. And then I guess they went somewhere. Like she's useless. She's yeah, she's fully like, useless. She's like, I was just looking up a Schwartz. But by the way, when you're in the Bahia in Cabo, you lose all sense of space, time and everything. Cause you're just having so much fun. Well, they find, they find their space later when they walk down <laughs> in enter Kristen's room. And, and their point is not necessarily like, Oh, I mean, they get, they get a little, and this is a thing that they do all season. Saucy gets a little shamey in a way yes. that like, I never like that she gets. Cause she has the right point, which is it's not about what you want to do. It's about the fact that you come to us crying about your relationship and then you do shit like this. Yeah, and then you're right back in bed with him. Right. But then they're like, oh, you're disgusting. I'm like, girl, don't do not do that. But anyway, it does basically dissolve the triumvirate of Katie, 
Kristen and Stassi for the moment. and Which is crucial. Right, because that is what leads us into, and we'll get into this in part three, the final confrontation. So... Guys, if you, sorry. <laughs> that dramatic pause. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just thinking about everything that's about to happen and come out. Like this part three is going to be so insane and so good when we finally talk about everything that happens when we realize this rumor is true. So if you guys don't want to miss this episode, please, please, please make sure you are subscribed wherever you are listening. That's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Make sure you guys follow us on our socials so you know when the episode's posted. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Search Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T and B-R-A-V-O-D. Kevin, how can people find you? Uh, Kevin P. O'Keefe on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Strata. This is Hot and Bravo. We will see you soon for part three.